Hello, I'm Phil Svitek, 360 Creative Coach, and welcome to my reflection of 2021. This is my way of looking back at the various uh, things that have happened both to me and in the world of 2021. And really, they're meant as a jumping off point um, so that way you can kind of look back and reflect upon your year and how it's been going and things like that. So that way you can really, you know, put an end to 2021 and start considering 2022 in terms of your goals that you want to accomplish, right? Resolutions, things of that nature. So that's what this intention is supposed to be, to give you sort of viewpoints of, you know, looking back and considering various things. Now, before I fully get into it, uh, in terms of the year at large, you know, I want to sort of this is a nice jumping off point, but this past uh, week and a half, you know, I've been creatively uh, working to sync up um, footage that we filmed for my second feature film that we had filmed in Colombia. And simultaneously, we had just over this past weekend shot an important scene that we didn't film in Colombia, right? We've shot about 95% of the entirety of what we needed to in Colombia. And now the rest of it, um, you know, we're finishing out here in LA. And so we actually got one of those things done this past weekend. And, you know, as far as the shoot went, it was great. We wrapped out three out of the five actors. Um, and it, it was a nice like mini reunion, right? Like everyone was on such a high post Columbia and there was so much emotion of like, okay, you know, we just spent basically two weeks together and now uh, the band's uh, breaking apart, so to speak. Uh, you know, at least for a little while. And and so to kind of have that energy of like, hey, how's it been going for the past couple of weeks? It was just great to see, um, you know, everyone's energy and, and it really worked for the scene as well. So that was exciting. And likewise, you know, now uh, we're planning the next stage of it, right? So I'm looking at other locations. We're, we're going to uh, pretty, pretty good chance that we're going to do it mid-January. And yeah, it'll be exciting to finally wrap out the the film, you know, from a production standpoint. Um, but by focusing on that, it's kind of slowed down the syncing process, um, which slows down my ability to edit. And that's okay, you know, I think th there's a lesson there that things just generally from a creative standpoint take longer than you expect, especially when you know, you're doing it on more micro budget level, more on an indie level, um, you know, because there's also life uh, that happens around you. But nonetheless, if you just keep working at it, things do build. And, you know, I'm going to talk about the various accomplishments of my year um, and things of that nature. And what what's really crazy, look back on it, is... You know, we, we sometimes overestimate what we can do in like a day, a week, um, maybe sometimes a year. But but looking back at this year, I'm really proud of all the things I did manage to accomplish, you know. And that's um, because of the philosophy of no hurry, no pause. You know, you just keep going at it. And sometimes, you know, I'll admit there's that frustration on a day-to-day, week-to-week level where you're like, oh, am I getting enough done type of thing. But when you really look back at it, when you kind of just make progress, however incrementally, 
it does lead to results, you know, and part, part of it is too, a lot of the things that I'm going to be talking about that happened for me this year is the culmination of years of work, right? So that's another big lesson. It's not, it doesn't just happen overnight. Um, it happens based on, you know, your training from other years, your experiences from other years and just, you know, taking time. So, you know, know that kind of going into it. Um, and there's a number of ways to really look back at this, right? Um, you know, I think for me, there's so much stuff happening in the world constantly, especially, you know, COVID's not fully in the rear view mirror like many of us would have imagined it to be, hoped it to be, and things of that nature. Certainly, if you turn on the news, um, there's constantly things you're bombarded with, right? Uh, the economy is not where we want it to be. Um, you know, social inequity still exists. Um, the fact, the, the horrors of, you know, even when, you, when I look back at it, um, you know, it hasn't even been a year since the January 6th insurrection, things of that nature. So, you know, you kind of look at that and... Um, when you just focus on that, it can be very defeatist, right? But part of what I've always looked at and is an undercurrent of the things I teach is that regardless of what's happening in the world, you have a power to affect it in whatever way, right? And so even if you don't make a conscious effort, you're affecting the world in, in one way, shape, or form. And so in that regard, wouldn't you want to affect it in the way um, that's true to you, right? Rather than unconsciously. You know, uh, David Foster Wallace in his very famous This Is Water speech, he talks about our natural default setting, you know? And, and we don't, when we don't think about things, our natural default setting kicks in, which is, you know, selfish, um, you know, because quite literally everything in our own world supports this deep inherent belief that we are the absolute center of the universe, right? Because <laughs> um, no, you've never lived someone else's experience. You're, you're told about them, they have to be communicated to you, but you've never lived it, right? And so we have to make that conscious effort uh, to get beyond ourselves. Um, as you know, the term is not an accident of being well-adjusted, right? Um, and so in spite of everything, you know, I try to approach, you know, what power do I have within this? And um, part of that is focusing on things I can be grateful for, right? When you do that, you take back um, power and autonomy within your own life. And it's not to say that, you know, that, that your life isn't problem-free and you should never compare ultimately you know, your plight to somebody else's because that's a dangerous road to go down on. Instead, I think we can have empathy for one another, right? Um, but really, you know, I think, I think you have to hold the space for both things, you know, not just the good and not just the bad, but if anything, when you look at the bad, it allows you to have more gratitude for the things that you do have. You know, and uh, it's it, it's quite interesting. Like this past year 
has been the quickest and has also been the longest, right? Um, it's very interesting and um, a fun like exercise for you could be to go month by month and you know figure out the headspace you were in and figure out like what you were doing. And it's when you do that, it is very interesting to, as I said, know all the things that have actually happened for you this year. You know, I'm sure there are lots that uh, that you're unaware of, and that includes both large and small. You know, uh, I look back at um, this past year and the fact that, you know, I was able to have just brunch with my friends uh, a, a number of times. Like, that was awesome, like that, that, that normalcy of just hanging out with friends and you know, it's not like we did it every weekend, but, you know, once every month or two months, whatever it may have been, just to get together and shoot the shit like nothing ever happened between us, right? Um, you know, we just picked up where we left off. Like, that was amazing. Um, I got to take my friends to Solvang, which is a, just basically like a wine town, you know, and, and we did that. Um, that was fun. Um so yeah, I look back at all the fun things um, I was able to do, and I would encourage you to do the same. And especially like, in many ways, for me, I was forced to, to kind of approach things differently, right? Um, and I, you know, part part of for me, what I looked at was okay, what are some new experiences that are available to me? And you know, like this year, I played paintball for the very first time because it was an opportunity that came up through a friend's birthday celebration. I was like, yeah, let's do it. You know, one of my other friends really loves escape rooms and he was here in LA from Chicago. I was like, all right, let's do it. And, you know, we literally did three escape rooms all within the span of a week. And that was a lot of fun. So yeah, you know, I, I got to see my friends perform comedy at Flappers. Uh, Flappers is this comedy uh, venue in Burbank, California one that I've walked by hundreds of times, quite literally, but never been inside. And so to see, you know, a, a number of my friends perform all on the same night, you know, that was, that was a great experience. And I had a blast with that. So, you know, uh, I would encourage you to look at all the, the fun things you have gotten to do. You know, I'm sure it's different than perhaps other years, but nonetheless, I'm sure there are exciting things that you have been able to partake. Um, you know, the other thing I look back at is like blessings, you know, what, what are some things, you know, that came out of uh, this past year that were unexpected. And even if you can like see how the, you know, you can connect the dots of how things led to that still, the fact that like they're part of your life is amazing. So for example, for me, this year, I had wanted to do a pitch deck um, and you know really elevate it in terms of its look and feel. And through a friend, I got to know um, this really incredible graphic designer that that I want to work with. You know that um, over the years, uh, it's been incredible to meet like-minded people and elevate those that I surround myself with. You know um, that I can turn to for various things and, and, and it's been incredible, you know. Um, when you look at a lot of filmmakers, they work with um, 
you know, a collective group of people from one project to another. And it's because A, you get to create shorthand, but B, when you really find somebody that you like working with, why not, right? And when you jive and so forth, it's amazing. Uh, speaking of those people, uh, Edgar Cortez, um, who is my sound designer for a number of projects, uh, I'd never actually met him in person. You know, we've, we've known each other for a number of years now, and um, he's worked on a lot of my projects. He's now worked on a lot of my friends' projects, but we'd never met. And through me filming my second feature film in Colombia, where he's from, I got to meet him in real life, and that was incredible, you know? Um, I learned how to do visual effects, um, and I'll talk about a little bit more about that with a specific project, but that's been amazing, you know? And one of the biggest blessings of this year was, you know, my dog, um, Chloe, she had a pinched nerve in about like July, and you know, there was, there was a time where I thought this would just be part of her life, you know, um, she would be more inactive and things of that nature, but, um, but she's recovered, you know, for the most part, it seems like, you know, I'm still, I'm, I, I, I still take precautions and things of that nature, but um, for the most part, she's as playful as she ever was, and that's incredible to see, you know, I didn't think that would happen. Um, so I'm truly grateful for that. That's a big, big blessing, right? Um, you know, I'm, I'm grateful for all the things I've been a part of. You know, I got to, for the third year in a row, work with the Grammys. Um, I was in, I did a project with Alzheimer's LA, which is an incredible organization, and I love projects where um, there's a lot of meaning behind it, right? Where I can use my talents to add something to the world and certainly working with Alzheimer's LA is a part of that. Um, I got to work on various people's, um, you know, reels, so particularly hosting reels, you know, um, and that's been great um, because I just, you know, editing to me is like second nature. And so when I can help out somebody that I know, um, you know, put, put themselves out into the world, uh, it's, it's always a great feeling, right? And then also personally, it's been great. One of my friends filmed his first feature film, one that he's been working on for a number of years uh, in terms of the writing phase. And finally, you know, they went into pre-production and production. And now they're, um, you know, toward the tail end of post-production and seeing that process and, be, you know, having a hand at you know, giving him my experiences of how my first feature film went so that way he had the benefit of those stories, that experience. Uh, it's been really wonderful to see, you know, and, and I think he's got something really special there and, you know, he's been really working to continue to make it special. Um, he's not vain in his efforts and that's, that's awesome because, you know, some people can. They can kind of just call it quits after a certain point and be like, all right, that's it. It is what it is. And it's like, no, he continues to, to shape and sculpt it and just, um, you know, want to elevate it ultimately. So it's been fun to be a part of. Um, you know, recently one, you know, from the creative standpoint, when I look back on it, um, it's amazing all the things that, you know, have really come to fruition this year. And as I said, a lot of them are 
because of legwork from years prior. So this is not just you know this year specifically. Um, so please take that into account. One such thing being uh, recently I published my debut novel, Elon and Elon, which is a coming of age story set in Slovakia. And you know I've been working on that for like six years, quite honestly, right? And so to have it out there and the finally is really incredible, you know, and I remember it was, you know, we, we've been doing so much in terms of the writing, but I remember like even early on, um, I had designed, I had commissioned to have uh, a book cover designed. And when finally I felt ready to publish this, you know, um, it was great that from years ago, I already had like this great cover image for the book uh, ready to go, you know? So just doing the legwork and, and I think people don't really understand the value of setting yourself up, right? You know, in, in the moment, we can be lazy, or stuff like that, um, or think it's not important to, you know, do X, Y, and Z. But really, it comes back to bite you in the ass, right? There, there's um, there's a quote, and I forget, you know, um, who said it to me in my life, but like, uh, lazy people work the hardest. And it's kind of true, you know, when you when you don't put in the legwork, um, you have to work. And it's not that it's impossible, right? It's not like if I didn't have a book cover commissioned. Um, you know, years ago that I wouldn't have gotten done. But but something within me at the time told me like, hey, I have an opportunity here. I have the time. You know, I've been th- I, I know what I want the cover to be. So let's just, let's just make it. And that'll, you know, then it both inspired me because, you know, I saw it and it propelled me to keep revising the book and so forth. And it was at a time when, you know, someone was like beta reading the story. So it's not like I could do any anything really on the writing itself. I was like, okay, how, I, I think that's the thing you have to ask yourself in, in terms of creative projects is how can I keep something going um, even if I need to step away from it or there's nothing I can do in this particular moment, right? And that was, you know, a way for me to continue the project was to say like, okay, you know, I have beta readers d- going over and tell, gonna tell me, what needs to be essentially fixed, right? That's the underlying current of why you have a beta reader. But in the meantime, I know that's going to take a couple of weeks. So let me, let me at least work on this. And yeah, that I'm so grateful that I did that. Um, And speaking of which, you know, I, on my Patreon page, I put out um, photos of real life locations that inspired the book. Um, I thought that would be a nice little reward to uh, to the people that support me on Patreon, right? Um, the, like, the, the, the book tries to capture the places I spent my summers in, um, but at the end of the day, a uh, picture is worth a thousand words, as they say, and so I figured it'd be a nice like, little reward um, as, um, to the people that support me on, through Patreon. So if you're curious, check that out there. Um, so that was a big thing. Um, you know, I, I revised and submitted my feature script in search of sunrise to various festivals and 
though I didn't win anything um, in terms of the screenwriting competitions, I, in the various festivals that I did submit to, including like the Austin Film Festival, they got pretty far. They got into like the quarterfinals. And, you know, when you have, you know, like 5,000, 6,000 submissions for these various competitions, that's pretty far. And so I'm, I'm very grateful for that. And, you know, a lot of times you get, when you get that far in, you receive notes back from the readers. And that's been beneficial because I look forward to taking their feedback and applying it to that script, you know. And, and as part of that, uh, kind of tying back to um, this graphic designer that I, I met, you know, I wanted to create a pitch deck for In Search of Sunrise. And so um, I'm grateful I, I really learned how to do a film pitch deck. You know, I've, I've done decks for other things. And that was a stepping stone towards a film pitch deck. But now I learned specifically what goes into a pitch deck and, and whatnot. And, and as part of that, you know, um, I always, I always knew that I wanted like a whole package thing. So like a pitch deck, I wanted the feature, the, the script to be done, but I also wanted a proof of concept because this was like very visual and, um, kind of unique in a lot of ways. And so I wanted to showcase that to people. And so, you know, we had set out in January, um, to film, uh, this proof of concept, this like three minute proof of concept. And, you know, I'm so glad I did that because I, I remember, you know, the, the, one of the themes of this year was people sort of saying like, well, well, why are you rushing it? You know, take, why don't you just do it instead of February or instead of January, do it in February or March. And I was like, well, what's the, what's the difference ultimately? Um, you know, their fear was, was COVID and things like that. And I'm not saying be brazen about it, but, um, and, it might seem counterintuitive to what I've been talking about patience, but for me, it's like, uh, I've, we've done the legwork and it's not like it was being rushed and, you know, the, the, the risk in my mind, um, existed one way or the other and our approach to it was going to be as safe as possible. So we, I literally filmed, um, each person basically separate of each other. So it was me and, and an actor. And that was against the green screen, right? And then we compiled it all together to put them in the scene as if they're all interacting together. And, uh, you know, I'm so glad I did that because it took like two, two and a half months to really complete um, the visual effects on that. And, you know, that really taught me, you know, that was my first time really working with visual effects. I mean, as I said, everything was filmed against the green screen. So we had to create the environment and, you know, everything had to be placed in there. And I'm so glad I went through that experience because it taught me a lot. And I, I, I'm really proud of that. And that, that proof of concept, that short film, it really does something quite unique. And, um, it taught me a lot. And so even though, you know, even if it was a failure to me, it was a success because of everything that I had learned. And I think, <clears throat> excuse me, one has to really look at, you know, how do I create, like, even if something doesn't succeed, how do I get something still out of it? And that's the way I approach a lot of things, you know, even like tying to my, um, my second feature film that we filmed in Colombia, it was like worst case scenario. 
I'll, I'll get a vacation out of it with, with my friends, right, in Colombia. So, um, so that was going to be like the ultimate fail-safe tactic. Um, but obviously, we managed to do something really incredible. Um, and, you know, this year I also launched uh, a crowdfund campaign. And that was something really special because I always wanted to do a crowdfund and see how that went. And though I didn't get the quantity of donors, the quality was just incredible, you know. Um, to have put myself out there in that way, you know, you're really banking on people appreciating what you create and essentially you. Um, I think a lot of people make the mistake that, that a crowdfund will just be random people and, and, and it can be, right? But really the core of it starts with friends and family. And to know that I have that kind of support from friends and family um, means a lot. And, you, you know, as the Spider-Man quote goes, with great power comes great responsibility. And so it's not like I tap into them for everything. And I think that's a mistake some artists make is that they just over-inundate people constantly. It's like, okay, you know, I can't, I can't keep doing that, you know. But, but in this way, people really stepped up. Um, because I'd been holding off on this sort of ask beforehand, you know, because I had plenty of people ask me with my first feature film of like, why didn't you crowdfund that? And I was like, it's not, I don't, I don't want people taking a risk on me without having at least, you know, I want people, like on this one, I felt good about it because it's like they can look to my first feature film um, to see, you know, whether or not they like it, you know, like my style, um, you know, with, with, and they know that I can complete a feature film versus like with the first one, it's like, okay, maybe it might work, may, probably, maybe it might not. So I didn't, I didn't want to put that sort of pressure on myself and, and on people really. So, um, so a lot of lessons learned through that and it's been great. Um, to that effect, you know, speaking of films, my, my first feature film, Love Market, finally came out this year. Um, it's available on Amazon. It's going to be available on more platforms in the coming months. But it's been, you know, it's it's been great to finally get that out there. I mean, we finished it before the pandemic hit in 2020. And it had been doing various film festivals throughout 2020 but and, and winning um, various ones. But it's always like you just get this email of like, you want a film festival. You know, you don't get the interaction directly with the audience. And finally, now that it's out there in this way, seeing some of the reviews and things like that, it's, uh, it's been fun. You know, I'm not gonna lie. And it's just great that it's out there. I think um, once you complete something, you know, that uh, you just want it out there. And because it, it's like a child, and, and it's now it's its own thing, you know, I've done everything that I can. And, you know, it's out there on its own, and nothing else I can do for it, you know, but uh, but to be proud of it. Um, you know, speaking of being proud of something, um, you know, I, I almost had forgotten, but like in January, um, I was helping a friend edit his first uh, short film. And, you know, um, it, it was one, it was his like first time really writing and directing. Um, and, you know, because he's an actor, he put himself in the movie as well. Um, and I just love people with that sort of spirit of just going for it, right? That's why I decided. I was like, all right, um, you know, sight unseen, I'll, I'll I'll help you edit the movie. And, you know, now finally he's getting to the point um, where he's going to release it, right? And that's exciting. 
um, to see, you know, those months of, of work that went into it in terms of the editing, you know, the color correction, the music, the work that they put into it in terms of the acting. Um, you know, there's just, there was such goodwill around the movie from start to finish. And so I'm, I'm, I'm really excited that he's going to be putting it out there and, um, you know, when it's officially out, I'll talk about it and, and link to it so that way you guys can see it. But um, really awesome. You know, as, um, the other thing this year, I, I really wanted to go back and revisit my nonfiction book, Master Mental Fortitude, and update it based on, you know, the past couple of years and so forth, because I released it in 2019. And so... Um, so I really focused on that. You know, I had wanted to like basically complete revisions on it by March. That didn't happen till like November. And so I submitted those. And, um, you know, now a uh, person I work with, they're, they're kind of updating the images and so forth. You know, because I just basically did the text and they have to format in the proper way. Um, so it's not available. The update's not available uh, currently. But, um, but I'm looking forward to that. At least my end of it is done. And so probably in like, early 2022, that, you know, will be an accomplishment that I'll have fully completed. And then, yeah, just um, this filming my second feature film, you know, what a journey that's been of pre-production with, you know, doing rehearsals here and figuring out how we're going to film in Colombia and, you know, this notion that come November, you know, COVID um, might be a little bit more contained because of the vaccine and stuff like that. And to a degree it was, right? I mean, a lot more things were opened up and so forth, but um, but certainly COVID wasn't in the rearview mirror um, as we'd all hoped. But yet we made that part of the movie in a natural way. Like it's not a COVID movie, but it doesn't shy away from COVID being a part of the world. And I really think we did something special all around um, in terms of the acting, uh, the performances on screen, the places we got, um, the crew that we had. Um, and I look forward to finishing production out and getting it out there. I think, you know, my first film uh, was so specific in terms of what it was going to be. Now here's, there, there's ways to play with it, you know, just even from an editing standpoint of, you know, do you play something on a wide shot versus a close-up? And what does that say about the character and so forth? Um, so I think this one's going to take a little bit longer than my first one. But it's exciting because it's not—it's not a negative; it's a positive. You know, there's more play there, um, and so I look forward to that. Um, so those are kind of the overall sweeping things in terms of this year. But as I said, you know, um, these things that I'm building took took years to get to. You know, I, I'd been essentially working within film and TV since I was 15 back when I was doing documentary work for uh, the first hospice in America. Um, and so, you know, I think we're all, we all have to see our creative lives as a journey um, and, and enjoy it along the way rather than beat ourselves up over what we didn't do or could have done, right? You know, um, I know a lot of my friends that took essentially a break this year. Not, you know, not necessarily even consciously, but... Um, you know, just didn't didn't put out content, right? Um, <coughs> excuse me. And I don't look that I look at that as a negative because it's like you know sometimes you need that rest and reflection. Um, if you 
read um, Silence is the Key, uh, Stillness is the Key um, by Ryan Holiday. You know, in it, he highlights Winston Churchill, who basically was painting and, you know, laying down brick for 10 years. Um, and his career was thought of as over in politics. And then World War II is at its height and, you know, he gets called in to essentially save the country. And he, many people, you know, you can look at those 10 years of him painting and so forth as the key of why he was the best man for the job. And so, you know, it, we can never really judge, you know, what something, something brings to our lives or doesn't. And, you know, it isn't, it's only through the benefit of hindsight that we see those connective dots. And also, again, it goes to the idea of like getting beyond our natural default setting, because it's not to say that each and every experience in our lives has this mystical aspect to it. But it could, if that's what you prescribe it to, right? So, you know, I think, if anything, 2021 has taught me to have um, this perspective and to understand that while I can't solve the world's problems, I do have a role to play. And, um, you know, uh, optimism is not the same as positivity. You know, optimism sees the horrors of the world, but believes there's a brighter future versus, you know, positivity in many ways just dismisses those things. And I'm not about that. Uh, I will specifically talk about like the the best lessons, that the top 10 lessons, if you will, that I've learned in 2021 in a different video. But this is just more of a reflection and things of that nature. And as I said, you know, this isn't supposed to be me touting my accomplishments. It's more about... Uh, giving you a viewpoint into how to do a reflection for your own self, you know? Um, so yeah, whether that's through journaling, meditation, uh, talking about it with somebody over brunch or dinner, um, you know, I think it's important to really look back at, at the year and figure out, you know, what you want to keep, what you don't. So that way you can have a better sense of what you want for 2022, right? But never beat yourself up, right? The only reason we should go into the past is to learn lessons, never to beat ourselves up. So that's my message to you. Thank you for taking the time to tune in and join me and having have been part of my journey in the way that you have. Um, I really appreciate you. Uh, if you want, if you want to support me, um, you can of course just subscribe, you know, and that way you get all the various lessons and episodes that I put out right when I put them out. Uh, you can join my Patreon page where we can have more direct interactions or, you know, just support my art. You know, check out my first movie, Love Market, get, the, get the, my debut novel, Elan Elan, or, um, you know, buy the nonfiction book, Master Mental Fortitude. If you want to wait for the revision to come out, uh, that's totally fine. I'll, I'll obviously keep you updated, but all the links are down below. Um, in the description box so that way you can click through a lot easier. Anyway, thank you so much. Happy to holidays. I'll see you next time.